the singleness of mind, the singleness of heart. It says, and if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Unless you play baseball, then they just put an asterisk by your home run record, right? Because you're using player enha uh, performance enhancing whatever it is. Hey, if, if you're going to strive for the masteries, is it that great of accomplishment that you used substances to get there? No. But if you could do it with just human effort, then that's an accomplishment, isn't it? And this is simply what it's being talked about here. You know what? I could probably beat any professional boxer in the ring as long as you gave me a crowbar. I think I could take care of it. But is that striving lawfully? No. If you just put gloves on me and made me go into that ring against even one of those lightweight guys, I'd get the soup knocked out of me. I wouldn't even know what hit me. It'd be one of those two-hit affairs. He hits once, you hit the floor, right? I mean, but if you strive lawfully, that's how you do it. How do we know what striving lawfully is? Just stick to the words. I remember as a young preacher, preachers would preach in chapel and, and sitting, uh, working with Brother Clayton and many other men. They'd say, just stick with the Bible. And I said, that sounds good. Now I've been in the ministry 24 years. I'll tell you what it means more today than it did back then. It's not the complicated things. It's just sticking with the Word of God. Strive God's way. Don't try to improve upon God's method. Don't look for anything bigger than the local church. That's all the Bible talks about. Stick with your church. Stick with your service for the Lord. The last one is the husbandman, the farmer. He that laboreth, he that goes out and tills the soil and plants the seed and protects the produce and then gathers in the harvest. He's the first partaker of the fruits. If it isn't any more than to stand out there in the field, wipe off a nice tomato and just eat it right there in the field. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than that. Take that first ear of corn and peel back the husk and make sure that it's exactly what it ought to be. You know, if someone else takes part, partakes of the harvest first, we call it thievery most of the time because they're doing something they ought not do. The farmer is going to harvest his own crops first. Someone else does it, something's wrong, isn't there? He said, the labor of the husbandman that did this, and then we get to verse 7, he says, consider what I say. Paul says, I want you to think about this. Timothy, you're not going to understand it all now. Mull it over in your mind. Consider it. And the Lord give the understanding in all things. 
Very simply, Paul's saying, Timothy, you consider what I've written here. And you know what? You're going to find out that I'm right. Paul had a way of saying that. He repeated that. You know why Paul could say something like that? It might sound arrogant on the part of someone else. But Paul understood, and when we get to chapter 3, he's going to say all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Paul understood that what he was writing was God's words and that this young man named Timothy had better pay attention or he is going to be like so many others that Paul had warned about. He's going to make shipwreck. He's not going to get into that harbor with a good testimony. He's not going to finish that course as Paul is going to testify in chapter 4. I want to challenge you. I know it's Sunday night, holiday weekend. You're supposed to be able to take a break. But you know what? You can't take a break from the preaching and teaching of God's Word. It says endure hardness. No one likes to endure hardness. But it's really neat after it's done. Amen? Have you ever just turned around and looked back and say, what did I just go through? That's how you're strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You've committed those faithful things. You did not change God's word. Sometimes we wonder why God doesn't answer. It's because we're trying to change the things that were committed unto us. You violate that principle of faithfulness and you violate the very lifeline to God's work in your life that is so necessary. You be faithful to those things. You endure the hardness. Then God gives the answers. It's just that simple. And by the way, it's just that tough. But it's worth it. Because the calling is not ours. The grace is not ours. The word is not ours. The faithfulness is not ours. It's his. And all God's people said, let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you tonight. And Lord, we just ask that you would help us to read over these words and understand the, the commands that were given to this young preacher. And Lord, let us not allow them to be just for the life of Timothy. Pray that you'd make them a part of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church. That we would be faithful to teach and preach the same things. That we would endure. That we would understand that the pattern is of God. Lord, we ask that you would give us understanding in the things that we don't have understanding of that we would just be simple and we'd just grab a hold of your word, that we would just see what you would have us to do. In your name we pray. And we'll take just a moment before we say amen. And if you'd like to just slip out and pray, you may. If you want to just pray at your seat, let's ask.